Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Zach Bartles. Zach, what's going on, man? Nathan, I feel like we've met before in a dream or a dream of a dream. Uh, it's <laughs> been a while. Podcast. I know, dude. It has. What, what's it been like? Three weeks? Oh, something like that. I don't know what that is in podcasting years, but uh, too long. <laughs> it's kind of like doggy years. <laughs> it, I, I, it's not one for seven, though. I don't know. It's, it's a sliding scale. That's um, true. <laughs> and it slides in the opposite direction of dogs. Like with dogs, each year counts for more dog years as you go on. But That's I right. find, at least with some of my other podcasts that are less kind of consistent as this one, every week you go by without podcasting counts for less. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's expectations go down. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully that hasn't happened to us. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's it's been crazy. I was uh, I was sick, and initially I thought I was on the mend, and then it just came back for a second round and hit me worse off than than the first. And uh, then you had something that was going on the second week. And so we played the one uh, that you did with uh, Mr. Poulos there. And uh, the funny thing was, um, everybody was like joking about you being sick and dying. And then and then everybody was worried about you actually being sick and dying. Like, and I had like texted you about like three different things and I didn't hear anything from you for like, oh, I don't know, three, four days. And then you responded to all of them at once. And I was like, oh, all right. He yet lives. <laughs> he is alive. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad, man. And then, and then we had Thanksgiving week and you and I were initially going to try to do something on the weekend. But again, there was something that, that popped up. Um, I think you went to Disney World or something, right? Well, but the but it was the weekend. Didn't wasn't there a funeral that you were? I did. I did have yeah. a death. Of the, I had two deaths in my church right before Thanksgiving. It was yeah. a real sad time. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were going to try to do that that weekend, but then you had the two deaths, and then yeah, I went away to Disney for the Thanksgiving week, and and here we are, man, week after Thanksgiving, ready to rock and roll it. And if you had any, like, I don't know, um, planter's warts or uh, diarrhea in in Disney World, it's, it, it's not because every time I saw one of the pictures of you in the sun while I was up here, I sent negative vibes your way. That, that didn't happen at all. That was, you, weren't, you weren't hexing me or cursing me. Come on. No, this is a hex-free zone, my friend. That's it's a right. safe space. <laughs> Oh man. But you've been up to some stuff uh since we've been away and and you've been I Zach, I feel a little bit like you've been cheating on me. Um Ooh. with uh with some other podcasts you've been doing, but that's okay. I I'm, Dude, I'm you're, secure. You're the mistress in this situation. <laughs> you're 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 a late addition to the harem, you know? <laughs> You knew what you were getting into. You were like the third girl that like got in with Tony Soprano. She, she was never telling him leave your wife. She was just happy to get like some diamond rings every once in a while. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how far I want to take this. I'm starting to feel weird. Uh, but dude, I do. Uh, I want to give you some time to uh, to plug some of the other uh, podcasts, particularly one you were telling me about before we went on air. So go ahead and talk about that one a little bit. Oh, I need something in between this and that um, to get away from the harem thing because it's an older lady at my church. <laughs> okay, why, why don't we go ahead and why don't we do our plug for Mission Aware first? <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, dude, have you actually been on Mission Aware recently? 
I haven't been on in at least three weeks. No. Okay. Have you seen? Did you see? I because I think they had them on three weeks ago. Did you see the ugly Christmas sweaters that they had on there? Oh yeah, yeah. They had a couple of those last year, and then I think they added one for this year too. Those look great. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and do a plug for that. You know, we've got, dude. I mean, what? Four weeks until Christmas. I mean, it's coming right up around the corner, and so you know, Mission Aware always has great stuff. They're always adding to their inventory, which is nice too. It's not like you go on there and you're seeing the same things. They're always adding new things. They're always, you know, making uh, unique twists on things. And right now, the thing that caught my was those ugly Christmas sweaters that they have. And so uh, I think they had Spurgeon on there. Did they have, was it Calvin and uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. Rachel Hill uh, Evans. <laughs> the big the her- three. That's the heretic line. <laughs> Oh, man. But um, yeah, definitely go ahead and check out Mission Aware, um, all the great products. But if you're looking for a great, ugly sweater to wear, uh, check out what Mission Aware has. Um, and, you know, it's definitely it's worth a visit over to the website to look at them and, and see Dude, what's going on. I am currently hitting send on a text to uh, one Jeff Landon at Mission Aware. Uh, can we get a discount code for Christmas for these go to 11 send? Nice. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would, and it's it's early enough in the year that we'll uh, you know we'll put that up there and we'll plug that all month long. So uh, now that we've talked about Mission Aware and we've <laughs> removed ourselves, <laughs> uh, so so tell me about this uh, other podcast that you were doing today. Well, so this is number five for me. Um, if, if you go on my, if you go on my, and I, I think you should check out my website sometime soon because basically I took everything down that was like promos or graphics or anything. And I just have three like narrow little columns of text. It looks like the drudge report and it's just like all the feeds from all my stuff. So I got my books, I got my Twitter feed, I've got uh, my preaching and teaching at the church, and then I got four different podcasts, and then I've got uh, the uh, blog posts, and it's all just like tiny little font, brrr, just tons just of... all there. <laughs> constantly updating information. Um, and the newest one is called Mimi Reads the Bible, and it's uh, this awesome older lady at my church, and uh, I don't know if she'd be down with me describing her as older lady at my church, but she's uh, in her 60s, and uh, she is from New Jersey, and she's got a background in like theater and drama and stuff, and she got up one day, and my church, I don't know about it, uh, at at yours, we have different people read the Bible, like month by month, different people will have, we call it, uh, we used to call it pulpit supply or pulpit duty at my old church, we call it lay leaders. Okay. Or lay assistant. Yeah. So they'll do the prayers, they'll do the announcements, you know. So you have different faces. So she she's newish to our church. She's been there about a year and a half. First time she gets up, she reads the Bible, and everyone's like, "That was awesome!" Because she's first of all, she's the way she talks, and then also she's got all this emotion and all this range to the way she read it, and it was you know a narrative uh, text, so it was you know there was a lot of room for that. So. After a few weeks of that, switched over to somebody else and then somebody else. And I said, Mimi, we need to just do a podcast where you read the Bible and then you and I kind of talk about it. And so we've now uh, done the third episode of that. Mimi reads the Bible, uh, which you can find near the bottom of all those churning feeds on uh, ZacharyBartles.com. 
<laughs> nice. I'm going to have to subscribe to that one. That sounds great. It's, it's really, it's what it is, is like the opposite of the gut check podcast in that everything is super earnest and I am at my like pastoriest. And you two aren't sitting around eating tacos and making stream soda with each other. Right, right. <laughs> there's there's nothing that I'm like, should I leave that in or not when I'm putting it up? It's all very sweet. Um, nice. And so it's a nice breath of fresh air, I think, in the uh, the world of podcasts where often everything is so jaded. And I think you and I, we have a good rapport of kind of uh, balance of the right. sarcastic and, and then the, the, you know, kind of issues and, and, you know, serious stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself well-rounded, but only in this one tiny little sliver of an area, which is podcasts. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Every other area who cares. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm never been really accused of being well-rounded, man. I'm like, <laughs> I drink Jolt Cola. I listen to MXPX and two other bands. Oh, dude, this thing that I'm going to send you, this audio keeps Clipping the little peak thing. I'm going to turn down the input level. Okay. This is good radio. A little, you know, peak behind the curtain. That's right. Check, check, check. You're actually, actually not Simpson sounding horrible on, on my Saturday end. Night Live. Well, if it sounds better on on this than on the file that I send you, by all means, just use the one that sounds best. I guess. All right. We'll we'll mess around with it. All right. Um, sorry to do that. Back to you. No worries, man. Um, so no, that's, that's great. You know, um, here, here's the thing. You had just mentioned the, you know, us and our ability to, you know, ride the, uh, the, the silly, the cynical and, you know, move into the serious. You like that alliteration there? Um, You could be a preacher, man. I know, right? Um, and so what I want to do is I want to, I want to start us off on a little bit of a, you know, th- this was a topic that came up on Twitter. I feel like this is going to be the most profound thing we talk about all night tonight. Um, and that is, who would you choose to be your preacher cast for Daredevil? Yeah, and this, you know, we got to give credit where credit is due. I, I retweeted something from Aaron Earls. Yes. Which is uh, his... Uh, Twitter handle is at wardrobe door. And uh, he said, why am I just now realizing Mark Driscoll looks like Kingpin? And there's a side by side. We can retweet that from the, these go to 11. Um, and and it, I mean, obviously D'Onofrio as Kingpin is a lot heavier, but like the look in their eyes and right. they're, they're, a, there is a similarity. I retweeted then Brantley Pierce. I don't, I don't know if he listens to this program, but I know that he listens to the gut check. I assume that because he has good taste, he's listening here. Um, and he writes, so who is Daredevil, Foggy, Bullseye, <laughs> Stick, and the Punisher in this equation? I feel like this could be fun. And I think you and I both agreed it also could be fun. Yes. Uh, and so we've, yeah, we've got some work to do here, man. Some radio work, uh, to lay this groundwork for this cast. We do. Now I'm, uh, now you sent me a, a huge list of the cast. So we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go a little above and beyond. I, I will say I did more than um, 50% for my cast, but I do have some unanswered ones. And so. Let me ask you, do you feel like I have too much time on my hands? <laughs> Nathan, they all came to me so naturally. It was, it was almost like, it was almost a religious experience. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's get into this because I'm curious. Um, let's start. 
I'll just go down your list. I have your list here. So I just want to go down your list here. Matt Murdock. Right. Who do you got for Matt Murdock? I think that there is no coincidence in this world. There, there are no accidents. And I don't think it's an accident that Matt Chandler yes. shares the first name. Yes. Are we on the same page? We here? are on the same page. That oh, is exactly oh, who I, I have. <laughs> yes. Dude. I can see him, man. I can see him playing blind. Yes. I can see him, uh, you know, like uh, in the hallway fight scenes going from, you see, he's got the, he's got this, the, you know, little smile, helpful, friendly lawyer face. Yeah, I can see it just hardening and the and the uh, the vigilante coming to the surface. Absolutely. And he's got he's got like that kind of slender build too that that lends to it. So, yeah, I am totally that was the first one that came to my mind was was Matt Chandler. (laughs) That is perfect. Great. (laughs) All right, man. We got the next one here. Karen Page. I thought that uh, Summer White was the natural choice. Or she got married and it's now like Jagger, Jagger, Jagermeister. So, you know, okay. James White's daughter who does Sheologians. You familiar okay. with her? I, I'm not. I'm not as familiar with um, the and, – and this is, you know, to my, my shame. I'm not as familiar <laughs> with, uh, you know, the, the female reformed community. <laughs> Um, uh, she, you should check out Sheologians. I think it's it, one of many things that I actually am somewhat into that is actually kind of geared toward a female audience. But hey, if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. But uh, she and another young lady do a, a you know kind of theology, politics, culture kind of podcast that's uh, often quite uh, irreverent in a very fun and reverent way. Okay, I, any I wrote that down, so I'm going to definitely check that out. Did, did you have one for Karen or was she? she I did, but it's Nick? literally like the only female I know in, you know, that kind of fit, Beth Moore. See, she came to my mind and then I thought, I thought, now I got to be careful how I talk about her appearance after that scathing letter, um, which, by the way, I thought was so ballsy and so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I know a lot of guys in our kind of corner of the church are anti-Beth Moore, and I can't figure out why. I think she's super cool. Yeah, I um, agree. And her, she came to mind because she's got a similar kind of frenetic kind of thing to her. Right. And she's very pretty and blonde, which matches Karen on the show. Mm-hmm. But then I Googled, I knew she was older than I thought she was. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, Karen's like... 28 or something, and I Googled, and Beth Moore is, get this, 61. I don't know what she's doing, what's in the water where she lives or what, (laughs) but good grief, I would not have put her a day past 50. No. 61 years old. Um, So, yeah, I I said I'd put her as an alternate, you know, if Summer couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Now, hold on. Before we move on, is there any... Uh, now, the first one we had kind of a connection. Is there any connection that you had between Karen Page and Beth Moore on the kind of character level, not just, you know, appearance this person could stand in and, and read the lines? Yeah, I mean, I think I think to a certain extent from what I've um, seen of Beth Moore, like she has that kind of personality that almost seems – uh, a little, a little stand backish, a little bit, but but when she's up front and she's kind of in the spotlight, she really takes over and has a presence. And I feel like you know that's kind of Karen. Like when she's around some of the more you know larger players, it's almost like she's kind of back a little bit. But when when it's her time to shine, I mean, she's out there and like hitting it hard. 
She's grabbing the gun and shooting, uh, spoiler alert, James Wesley like seven times in the chest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So to speak, in a metaphorical sense. That's right, yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that, that was kind of the connection that I saw there, too, with that. All right. Uh, for Foggy, and I know this might be controversial. Okay. One person only came to my mind, and that would be one Stephen L. Trogi. Oh. Trogi okay. could be could be fog, Foggy any day of the week, man. Okay. Now I had um, I had D. A. Carson. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going with maybe an, an older mentor type Foggy, like kind of a, a little bit of a, a twist on the plot. A little bit, but I was I was thinking also too, like that look. You know, he's kind of got a little bit of that like rounder face to him. You know, and so I I was more going yeah. for the look than the personality. I got you. Yeah, or the age. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I, I or the age. I yeah. do see the connection. Now, do you remember? Um, you may not, and I won't take it personally. But do you remember a book that I wrote with Ted Cluck called "Kinda Christianity"? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had a uh, illustration in that uh, in which the <laughs> the uh, emergent church was kind of the Batman. Um, the assumed Batman character, and there was a rogues gallery of people that they very much disliked, uh, each one answering to kind of a Batman villain. Okay. And in that one, so the, the emergent symbol was going up into the sky instead of the bat signal. And, Fascinating. Uh, and I don't remember who they all were, but I, I think uh, up, on, up on the top of a skyscraper was those two silhouettes of guys that are from the cover of Why We're Not Emergent right. that were like KDY and, and Ted. And then, and then there was Mark Driscoll was Two-Face, and I think that fit because he had started off Emergent yeah. and, then, and then became Reformed, and now I, I don't know what he is. He's, I guess he's like kind of charismatic megachurch something. I still follow him on Twitter and think he's kind of awesome. But, uh, and then there was uh, D.A. Carson as the Joker. <laughs> and uh, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm not an accomplished artist. I just dabble for fun. Right. Um, you know, I'm good enough for gut check books, but I feel like that may be the best single piece of visual art I ever did. It was like a combination of that Heath Ledger Joker picture that y'all see all of the um, posters of where he's looking yeah. right, at, right at you and the very famous, you know, on the back of every D.A. Carson book. Um, so it was <laughs> nice. <laughs> And, and so when, when you say D.A. Carson embodying uh, Foggy, I think, you know, I can see it. But I also could see him going the other direction and being one of the uh, one of the bad guys yeah. that these guys got to take down. He's got something crazy behind his eyes. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen him preach a lot of times, and he's he, he's not like a man of, of moderation. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right, this one, this next one may surprise you, but I went for this one based on what I thought was like the personality. And so okay. I'm going to let you go. All right, so Frank Castle, who do you got? Right, I, I said J.D. Hall. I thought that was a no-brainer. I had uh, John MacArthur. Oh, <laughs> could, could you pick two different guys? <laughs> My thought was J.D. Hall is skinny, Similar, almost looking, and got that like uh, I might murder anybody at any moment um, kind of vibe about him, and bragged about and posted pictures of on Instagram, like having a shotgun 
under uh, the pulpit. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, so that, oh, yeah, yeah someone's going to come in here and try and cause trouble. I'll blow them away and finish my sermon and then call, you know, whatever. So that was my thought. But but walk me through kind of the, the thought process for so, John, Johnny Mac. So I'm just like, to me, like, it's, it's funny because, you know, I feel like there was there was one point earlier in you know so much earlier where he had this you know more uh calming kind of lilty voice and then there was like this sudden change that happened and everything he, you know he started driving home like his voice started getting a little deeper and um he he you know just became so much more um kind of in your face and outspoken about things. Um, and so that was just kind of my thought was that like kind of switch that had happened with him at one point. Yeah. Um, the kind of the strange fire switch that got flipped. Yeah, exactly. You know what else I see there is like, I know he's got white hair now, but here's the thing the the, the uh, Punisher, according to Canon, the, the, the comic Punisher, I think they haven't read him. He still is a Vietnam war vet. So yes, Probably this guy's the right age. If he, the fact that he's got the pompadour with the widow's peak, you dye that guy's hair black, and he's a dead ringer for Frank Castle. Absolutely, <laughs> he's got, he's kind of got like you know that that sport build too, you know. So he's like he's you know I mean I don't know now, but I think didn't he used to be like a huge like football player or something like that back in the day? And yeah, he can leg press eight hundred pounds. Wait, no, yeah. that's Pat Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I love that. I love that, man. I can see him. He's got the white skull on his chest. Absolutely. Uh, maybe like a scar going like down, like through the eye. Not yes. the eyeball, but you know what I mean? Like one of those scars that goes yeah. like down the whole face over the eye. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little makeup, a little hair dye, a little costume change, and and uh, not much needed by way of like how he, he speaks. He got a gravelly voice and... Yeah, yeah, I can see it, man. I can't believe you you sold me on this, but I'm on board. Nice, nice. Maybe what it is is it's uh, we have like modern day Punisher, which is D. A. Carson, and then there are flashbacks to when he was younger in Vietnam and, uh, and, and afterward, yeah. and that's J. D. And I mean, I don't think the two would work well together, but you know, we filmed their scenes separate. That's right. <laughs> oh man, I. I'm interested on these next two who you've got. Um, now the, the one, the next one that we're doing, I chose, uh, a little, mostly on the look. And that's, okay. uh, that's Poindexter or Bullseye. Uh huh. So I've got Tim Challies for that one. <laughs> he's got like, he's got like the younger face, but he's got like that silvery hair. You know the 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 kind of graying hair, um, and so that was that was my thought was just kind of the look. You take away the glasses, you know, and and to me, like he he's almost right there on the look. All right, now I I chose it more on <laughs> on uh, the ability. Okay, only you'd have to you'd have to sort of flip it and make it more ironic. Um, I I thought a good bullseye would be Tim. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Only uh, this bullseye, he actually lands less than 50% of what he throws. <laughs> so he's maybe an early bullseye. I don't know. <laughs> he's just starting out. <laughs> My alternate would be also based on look, maybe a little Justin Taylor. Okay. All right. 
I could see that. He doesn't have a dead enough eyes. Yeah. Um, but but if you could somehow like dekind his eyes, you know, he could. Uh, he could, or you know who who would even be better? Who's that? Um, uh, Joshua Harris. Oh, right, dude. He's got kind of a bullseye vibe. Yes. Yes. In fact, I, re- I retract my other two, and I and that's who I'm going with. You're going with official, Josh Harris. Okay. If any, I know a lot of people are making official lists at home, you know, with pen and, <laughs> and moleskin. Uh, and we want to like we want to hear from you people. Like we want to hear what your lists are too. So you got to hit oh, us yeah. up on Twitter and Facebook. All right. Especially a uh, uh, couple of these guys who weighed in on Twitter already. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We want to hear the full lists. All right. So next up. I'm going to be interested to see if we match on this one. We might. All right. Father Lantham, John Piper. Right. See, I I was thinking about that, but but I chose uh, Piper later on. So, okay. So I couldn't have him. Although he could probably play two roles. I mean, he's that he's that good. That's true. I I was thinking along the lines of who's like on that contemplative, you know, like quasi Catholic line, you know, end of things. Yep. And and I first said Dallas Willard, but then a quick Google search told me he'd been dead for five years. <laughs> so I'm kind of up in the air between Richard Foster or Walter Brueggemann. Okay. Um, you know, I, I could see either of them spouting this kind of – I mean, really, I loved the character and I loved the positive portrayal of the church. Yeah. But not much that that guy said made any sense. He was like the right. priest in Boondock Saints where you're like, wait, do you, did you even go to seminary? Like, what <laughs> – so, uh, so I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to go Brueggemann because uh, he. Or no, I'm, I'm going to go Froster. I like the beard. I think I feel like that was one thing Father Lantham was missing was a little beard. Was the beard okay? Fair enough. And Pi- but Piper, I mean, can you imagine how dope Piper would look with a clerical collar on? Oh yeah. Well, and that's and that's kind of where my mind went was like not necessarily the theological part, but just that you know. Okay, this guy's been around for a while. He's got he's got some wisdom to spread and you know some mentoring to do. Actually, I had an alternate too. It was either going right. to be Piper or it was going to be uh, Keller. Keller was going to oh, be my ooh, alternate for that one. Ooh, I like Keller better than either of ours. So. Yeah. Now I, I feel like Piper's weakness here is that Lantham was so stoic. Yes. And Piper's such a complete spaz all over the map. Like when he starts, he, he, he's like the, the Keegan Michael Key of preachers. Like he can't not move his body all over when the, the truth and the spirit start pumping through him. Yes. Um, it would be a, it would be a very different take on, on that character, but I feel like Keller's equally stoic. Yeah. I actually, I agree. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change that one to Keller. Official list. It's Keller. F- official. These go to 11 cast. That's right. <laughs> when, when Netflix <laughs> undoubtedly makes this. Netflix is, you know, no, it's going to be, uh, what's that like Christian version of Netflix with all the like <laughs> super drama type things? Oh, the, uh, GodTube or I don't know. Yeah. Or one of those. No, Pure Flix. Pure, Pure Flix. Pure Flix is totally going to make this. You and I are going to get executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that would be hysterical. All right, I'm really excited to hear if you came up with anything for the next one, but I fear this is one that you didn't. That is correct. I did not. Um, because you mentioned you, you didn't do many of the ladies, and maybe maybe you were just a little bit worried about what it might say about you and how it would open you up to uh, people's criticism, but I don't care. And I said that Electra uh-huh. Nachios would be played by Jury and Micah. 
See, and the, and I'm I don't know who that is. Like I said, I'm what? not as familiar um, with uh, with the females. Um, so I. You know, this is, see, I feel more ashamed and embarrassed that I don't know as opposed to putting someone down. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't feel ashamed and embarrassed. Now, Jerry, Jerry Micah is basically like the, the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this in a metaphorical term and I can't, let's just say she really wants to be Rachel the Held, okay? She's like, okay. if I could get up to that, you know, she, she's always tweeting like, hey, girlfriend, this, the other thing. She wrote a book like Breaking the Glass Steeple, which honestly is like the most mixed metaphor I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, and so like where Electra is dangerous because she's been trained by the hand and she kills a lot of people, yep. Jory Micah is dangerous because her theology could lead you to hell. Um, and so, you know, it, right. it works on that level. Gotcha. <laughs> and there okay. is there's an individual on Twitter um that I used to find very funny who was a fake Jory Micah whose whose name was Jory Micaca, which I acknowledge is incredibly um kind of adolescent humor, but the stuff that he that he tweeted and, and I couldn't read the real Jory Micah stuff because I've been banned, so I had to I had to settle for his. Settle for the or her. I, I assume it was him. I, I think I know who it was. It was somebody who was in the gut check army. I think I know who it was. Nice. Um, all right, what about James Wesley? This is an interesting one because there are a lot of guys in the an awful lot of guys in especially like the reformed Christian preacher world who are you know, medium build, brown hair. Yeah. So, <laughs> brown eyes. The, so I, I went, um, I went on look, but it, the, this person a little bit older, I think, uh, Paul Washer. Ooh. You see, I, I was on the fence thinking maybe Paul Washer is stick and thinking uh, he was a little too young. Okay. Um, I could see, I could see it. Um, because there was a definite, uh, well, What's the word for uh, somebody who's kind of scary? There's a certain, it's like certain dangerous, yeah, like almost to- like that that kind of lawyery behind the scenes look. And, and I don't know something when I when I look at Paul Washer that I just I see that like just kind of that behind the scenes like you know got the glasses and and you know the hairs kind of you know trimmed all nice and neat like that and I'm just kind of like ooh. I feel like Washer is like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with okay. the preaching. And and some of the time he's just so convicting and 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 really, really hits the nail on the head, law and gospel, and then he'll come out of the blue with just this crazy like um legalistic, self righteous like I'm you know, and that and that line that everyone thinks is so baller and you know, the 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 scene stops and the, the rap music comes on and the, the pixelated sunglasses yeah. float in and, and I'm like, No, 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 man, that's that's right, not right. how you preach. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's got that that kind of uh, uh, he he seems safe, and then he might turn on yeah. you, kind of uh, guy that that kingpin would take yes. in under his arm. Uh, yeah, that works. Um, I said for uh, James Wesley, uh, Jonathan Acuff. I went a little broad nice. there. Now, now walk me through that one. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just because James Wesley seems like when you he, he's kind of like uh 
the guy who gets stuff done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For, for Wilson Fisk. And so maybe, you know, the guy who wrote the book Start yep. and, uh, you know, was all tied up with the uh, Dave Ramsey organization. He, he'd kind of be a natural uh, to, to fill that role. Nice. Okay. That's fair. Very cool. All right. Ben. Now, now Ben, my first thought was uh, there are an awful lot of really like ripped black guys in the, you know, preacher world, yep. in, in the, in the reform preacher world, even mm-hmm. like, like all of the, all of the black guys that I could think of were either like heavy or like very muscular. And then when we get to Luke Cage, that'll be great. Right. But but uh, Ben Urich, he's like that kind of nervous cigarette smoking, skinny reporter guy with all that energy, and it just hit me all at once. Uh, and you may not even know who this is. Have you heard of a guy named Wellington Boone? The name sounds familiar, but I I, I can't picture who it is. Bishop Wellington Boone. I remember him from my days going to Promise Keepers over and over again. Okay, um, and I feel like he would he would just nail that part. Um, if you if you Google him, I think you'll see what I mean. Especially my my picture of him in my mind is him twenty years ago, uh, and and uh, I I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot to to draw on there, yep. uh, in kind of our immediate <laughs> circles. Okay, S- somebody somebody just t- told everybody, you know, maybe it was Driscoll. Maybe he called everybody and was like, "You need to have a you know nineteen inch muscular neck," and they all went to the gym. And, okay, and we're not left with any skinny guys. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I mean, I haven't seen pictures of him, but I assume even like Owen Strachan or Strahan or Straken or however you say it is probably all like abbed up and everything. Like everybody, everybody is now except except you and I. Right, I know. Oh, you know, you are too, aren't you? Uh, no, not as much. I mean, like I'm I'm bigger, just you know, but I've also I've got a stomach on me, so yeah, that that happens. It does. It does. I'm working to try to get rid of it, but. You know, it goes away slower as you get older, unfortunately. Oh, man. I've noticed, dude, I used to like, I used to every other year be able to be like, all right, for the next three months, I'm counting my calories and I'm running on the treadmill and I'm playing racquetball and I'm going to, and I'd make these spreadsheets because I'm a nerd and it would start at like, you know, 221 pounds and then it would just go like straight down at a 45 degree angle yep. until I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be. That doesn't happen anymore. Not at 40. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. All right. So for my Ben, I've got, and I'm going to walk you through this because I actually, this one I I, I was thinking about a little bit. I've got Francis Chan. Ooh, I, I don't, I don't need much convincing, but yeah, I'd like to hear your thought process. So my thought process is, you know, you've got Ben who, who really, you know, he starts off as this big figure and then he, he's killed, but it propels a lot of other people to continue going. Um, now, Francis Chan obviously hasn't been killed or anything, but... Oh, for a minute there, I was really worried. <laughs> but what you've got is you've got Francis Chan, who seemingly, you know, he just, he was always out there and out front, and then he decided to kind of step back. But before he took those steps back, you know, he put out his book and, and all that stuff, and, like, it started propelling a lot of other people to continue with this with this message. And so, you know, now, I mean, he's kind of out there, but but really... You know, it's a lot of other people kind of continuing on the the work that he had started. So that was so they share an arc. You're saying? I, I think so. I think so. That's deep, man. That's deep. Now I think that I didn't include Nabu the ninja on the list because really the only contender 
would be Francis Chan and it would feel racist. So <laughs> I'm glad you you plugged him in somewhere unexpected. That's nice. Oh man. So all right, now I did get right. someone for this one. Sister Maggie. Okay. Sister Maggie, which by the way was probably my favorite character in season three. Yes, I, I agree. And I chose Elise Fitzpatrick. Okay, now I am I'm the one who's over here going, I'm not quite sure who that is. I'm a Google now. Okay. So Elise has been around, you know, for a number of years, but um she's, you know, all about kind of breaking out of the mold and you know, she's she's got her degree in counseling, so you know, she works with talking with people and um but very, you know, very unconventional and and untraditional in in the way you would think about someone dealing with people and, and how they how they handle them and deal with them. So is this an author? Yeah, yeah. Yep. She wrote um Give Them Grace, I believe. Uh I mean she's written she's written tons of books, but I think her most famous one is um Give Them Grace. Give them Grace, Good News for Weary mm-hmm. Women, Rachel's God. Okay. Now I'm going to have to look into this uh, woman and, and uh, familiarize myself with her work. That's that's a little bit uh, that that makes me feel sheepish, I, especially since I, I came into pastoral ministry after like nearly a decade in the world of Christian retail up at the national level. You know, oh, yeah. puppet mastering all these databases full of stuff. Um, huh. All right then. Well. Thank you for uh, broadening my horizons. And I, I hear you right there, someone with a counseling kind of a vibe, because her role was uh, continually listening to and often trying to kick out Matt Murdock. Yep, yep. Who, spoiler alert, I'm just kidding, I'm not going <laughs> to spoil anything. So who did you get for that one? I thought Karen Swallow Pryor um, only on, and she's not old enough to be um, how old she'd need to be for that part, but but only on the kind of basis of I could see her in a habit, mm. and I could see her being the kind of quirky, like, traditional, but in a uh, in a different way. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, because she was, she, uh, Sister Maggie was a nun. She was traditional in that she you know lived in the convent, wore the full habit most of the time, but did not talk like a nun. Yeah. Um, very much, you know, called people on their bull crap and probably didn't even call it bull crap. Right. Um, you know, she was one of those, she was like a, a, a I don't know, I'd say a kind of edgy nun. So, yeah, I, I thought Karen Swallow Pryor maybe w- was um, about as close as we could get without, um, I, I wouldn't want to put someone in there. We're in a weird position where a lot of people who are prominent women in the church are wicked heterodox. Right. So, um, I wanted to put somebody in that habit who was, uh, who was solid. So there we go. Nice. Nice. All right. Now I did not get someone for the next one. And that is Claire. I thought Jackie Hill Perry. Oh, you know, I honestly, I did not even think of her. I, I know exactly who that is. And I didn't even think of her. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'd go with that one. I'm down with that. I, I really like Claire, and I was really bummed when in a couple of recent seasons we didn't see her yes. at all. When she had been what tied everything together. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I was disappointed with that as well. Um, I thought I thought she should have uh, she should have had a, a better role 
Uh, she should have even had a, a role period in uh, Daredevil three, but yeah, I, I agree. Dude, did did you ever see the uh, reboot of, uh, or I guess the big screen adaptation of Josie and the Pussycats? Uh, I did not. Should I? That that is worth watching. Okay. It's got Tara Reid, who is usually yes annoying, but she's funny in this because she plays dumb and, and and cute in a in a. Not overwhelming way. She's kind of background. Then you got um, one of these chicks from the Audis with three names. I think it's Rachel Lee Cook, but I may be wrong. Okay. And then uh, also, uh, oh, good Rosario Dawson, who plays Claire. Okay. Um, yeah. And it is hysterical. It, it's one of the most self-aware movies that I've ever seen. Like somebody, in fact, so on on a jet on the way out to record a demo, um, she, she goes. Why are you even here? To one of these characters, and she goes, "I'm here because I was in the comic book." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, which was that, that kind of self awareness is it's kind of run its course now. But that was um, kind of an early adopter. I thought that that that's a funny movie to to check out if you want like a no brainer. It's not going to make me feel bad about the world or, or make me sad or require much thought. Kind of popcorn munchy movie. Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. That's great. All right, man. How about how about Turk? All right. So for Turk, I chose who, who did I think have um, a, a role in pretty much every single Defenders series, right? Um, I think so. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think he so. he was even in the Punisher season one. Yep. I think he's. I think he's the new glue. Yep. Uh, All right. Who'd you choose? Sorry. I chose Thabiti. Okay. See, see, Thabiti's so muscled up, though, right? Yeah. Or am I thinking? Am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Vody. Oh, Bach, you're thinking of Vo- Yes, you're thinking of Vody. Yep. Yeah. Thabiti's more like thin yeah. and like okay. He's, yeah. He's a little okay. more stately, and you know, he he's got you know so that that gray going on. Um. So yeah. He'd have to really kind of dig down deep to to find the the raw materials to play this kind of slimy street. Uh, hood, but but you know, I mean, who's to say what he's capable of? That's right. The Beatty got in huge like a uh, row with somebody recently, and I don't remember who it was, and I don't want to, but I remember thinking, based on that interaction that I saw on Twitter, mm-hmm. that was the day I realized, like, I'm I'm now done. I, yeah, it was him and Phil, him and Phil Johnson mm, oh, over yeah. whether you know one of them knew what the gospel. I I don't remember who took the pot shot at who, but I was like, I, I at this point, I now no longer enjoy watching these blowups yeah. between yeah. people, and and it, it was such a good feeling because I had I had wanted to not enjoy it for so long right. that when it finally happened without really even working on it, I was just like, oh, that's so nice. Um. So my my thing for Turk Barrett, uh, and this is going to be a little unorthodox, uh, would be Turk, uh, Frank Turk. Ooh, nice. Turk playing Turk. Turk playing Turk. I definitely, definitely could see Turk Turkish uh, uh, doing everything that that Turk does there, and uh, I I really think that he would own that part, and uh, he he deserve to work in. Uh, you know, he he knows the material well enough. He he, he deserve to work in that space. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right, man. I've been looking forward to this one. Who do you got for stick? 
I'm going to point out before I, I say my pick that uh, somebody, uh, hold on, I got off of Twitter to go to EliseFitzpatrick.com. Um, somebody suggested, even had a picture. Oh, uh, Louis Giglio. I saw that one. Louis Giglio, and, and he was holding an arrow. Yes. And I don't think it was photoshopped. I think there's actually a picture of, of Louis out there holding, holding an, arrow. an arrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. He's holding an arrow like he's about to throw it at someone and, and end them. <laughs> he's got the white hair. He's got the kind of, um, I don't, he's not quite, uh, you know, to the level right. uh, of Scott's, uh, what's the guy's name who plays Scott him on the Glenn. show? Scott Glenn, as far as kind of like uh, craggy face or anything, right. um, but but yeah, he, he's got some years on him. But I I didn't I didn't go that route. I thought that uh, it would either I thought that it would be Piper. I, Ooh, I really feel okay. like Piper Piper has the the gravitas. Yep. Um, where you believe him as quite old. Yep. He's got white hair and thinning, very thinning, and I can he, I've seen him sit very very still. And, and that's what you get with Stick, right? Very still until he strikes. Yep. And then that's when Piper whips out all those crazy sermon hand gestures and just starts knocking people down with them. Nice. Nice. All right. I've got Alistair Begg. <laughs> all right. Just the, uh, you know, like the fire and like, I, I think, I think he's, you know, uh, around the right age for it. And he's just, he doesn't look it. I mean, the guy looks amazing, but he's just got that, you know, that fire to him. And he's not afraid to, afraid to lay the smack down when it comes to, you know, telling somebody, you know, that they're, you know, they're not living up to what they should be. And so that, that was, uh, that was my, my choice on that one. I like it. Yeah. That, I, I feel like, uh, what we could have is kind of, uh, live stage show, like, like Spider-Man Enter the Dark or whatever. Yes. And, and we, and we could have, you know, an LA cast and a New York, yes. you know, off Broadway no, cast. And we're all set. You know, you, we got Piper and we've got Alistair That's right. These guys, you know, a lot of them are retired. They don't have much else to That's do right. right now. You know, what, what does Pastor Emeritus <laughs> even mean? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That's great. All right, now did you did you come up with somebody for Young Matt? <laughs> Remembering that Young Matt is all about twelve I years know, old. I, know. <laughs> I, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about your boy there actually. Who's that? Uh, your son? Oh, my yeah. son! My son Calvin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Calvin. So, okay, you know he's got he's he's doing his martial arts thing, you know. So he should have some moves by now, and. Uh, you know, a, a little young for the part still, but you know, I think, I think he could grow I, I like how it. you're kind of like raising him up to the level of these, these giants, you know, that's, that's amazing. Um, I, I think the guy for that role, I've got two in mind. One would be Justin Bieber. <laughs> okay. Who's, who's kind of entered into this, uh, this whole world of, of, uh, lar- important large church kind of mega church pastors, yep. um, which by the way, everybody's like I, upset about this and I can't figure out why. Yeah. yeah. Like this guy, he found Jesus and now he, he wants to do stuff for Jesus. And I'm like, well, oh, good. Okay. Right. 
let's 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 not do two things. Let's not like push him into the limelight as a spokesman for the church right. anytime soon, and let's not be jerks to him so that he feels like he's not wanted. Right, here. exactly. Um, Especially, you know, you imagine being somebody who, like, all you are, ever are is wanted by crowds and crowds of women and and fans, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, Jesus, those people are very accepting, and they're like, no, you're you're the worst. Yeah. Why do you have those tattoos? Um, so you know what? Scratch that. That 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 was snarky. I don't like that. Instead, I'm going to say uh, Barnabas Piper. <laughs> I think he could play twelve. <laughs> it's on now. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I'm t- and, and then you'd have that natural um, chemistry between Stick and, and Young Absolutely. Matt because it would actually be father and son in real life. You know, they wouldn't have to work. Absolutely. At it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's uh, awesome. I, I am probably going to, well, no, I'm not. I almost just said I'm probably going to come to regret this because they've got a uh, a larger platform than ours by a uh, factor of some, but uh, they'll never know. Yeah. Barnabas Piper will never know. Um, oh, man. That's hysterical. <laughs> All right, dude, we've got... Now, uh, the, the bonus round, the lightning yes. round, did you get to those? I did. Uh, I got to two out of the three. All right, dude, you, you didn't just do half of them. You did all but like a couple of them. You, you owned this, man. <laughs> well done. Thank you. All right. We got Iron Fist. All right. What do you now, got? All right. So I'm thinking like the real Iron Fist, not the Iron Fist that was portrayed in, in this Marvel universe. I'm thinking Ravi Zacharias. That whole like Zen, you know, quick answer and response for, you know, whatever somebody throws at them. He's got that wisdom that comes out of him just naturally uh-huh. flows. So, so that's, or is that's good in this universe is Ravi, not Davos. Ooh. Right. Yeah. In this universe, I would agree. Although then Davos wins because I don't see Ravi. He hasn't that's lost right. a debate. I don't see him losing a battle either. Oh, <laughs> uh. All right, my my thought for Iron Fist was based on like uh, the first time you see him on the show, uh-huh. walking down Fifth Avenue with no shoes on and like tangled hair and like tattered clothes, yeah. and I was like, "It's Shane Claiborne right there." Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. In fact, Shane Claiborne also has that same uh, dragon tattoo on his chest, but for different reasons. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Down to the wire here. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Who do you got? Well, my thought had originally been Doug Logan. Okay. Um, But then I was thinking maybe, as we were just talking, um, not Thabiti. Vody. Who's the other guy? Vody. Vody. Vody Bauckham. Yeah, that that guy's definitely... Like, I mean, they wouldn't have to have him do any special prep work, like exercise-wise or anything to put on muscle yeah. mass. Um, I, I think that he could he could uh, step into that yep. role. Um, in fact, that, that's that's the uh, canon. That's, that, that's, that's my what choice, it is. Right and that's there. actually, that's who I have. Oh, yep. really? Okay. Yep. All right. That's who I so have. So we're beginning and ending on the exact same page. Yep. Well, there's one more, uh, but I didn't get the last one. So Jessica Jones, who do you got? Jessica Jones. Uh, I well, I was thinking like black leather jacket, 
kind of torn jeans, mm-hmm. uh, foul mouth, and I thought, naturally, Nadia Bolts Weber. Ooh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And uh, it's a little known fact that Jessica Jones is also working on a uh, sculpture of the female anatomy made out of purity rings. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's not, but she's something she would that's do. That's right. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the official These Go to Eleven Defenders slash Daredevil list. And uh, like I said, we would be interested to see what you all have for us too uh, in terms of your list. Who would you choose? Um, and get creative and let us know what you're thinking. I guarantee there is somebody – who is going to say, how did you not see X? And we're both going to be like, I don't know. You're, you're right. And we, we are absolutely wrong and negligent. (laughs) Well, I can tell you how, uh, you know, I absolutely didn't see it because I, you know, did this like an hour before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Oh man, dude, that was fantastic. That was, that was an hour long. You know what's hilarious? Oh, man. There are a number of other uh, pods, uh, namely one that I just mentioned, that uh, will often uh, dabble in this sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it involves like sports <laughs> and uh, evangelical pastors. <laughs> Not with you and no. I. Uh, getting into the comic book Netflix shows. Absolutely, man. All right. Absolutely. That's our, that's our thing. His own. That's our thing. <laughs> I wish we would have had Turkish on here to... to um, Get, weigh yeah. in. I'm going to uh, ask him to. Yes. Um, maybe next week we can uh, we can start the show with a little a little epilogue and and say if he had a couple of good picks. Yes, definitely. That would be great. And uh, you know, next week for all those who are listening, we are starting our uh, Christmas episodes, and we're going to have a special call in appearance by a Mr. Greg Dutcher. Um, Looking forward to it. It's uh, you know our uh, it's going to be our music episode that we do every year. So we insert clips and we insert whole songs um, to to music. And Zach, you made an interesting comment when I told you about that. You were like, "Yeah, the ones that I don't like are still the same, but uh, I could definitely weigh on the on the ones that I like." So looking forward to hear hearing some of your fra- favorite uh, Christmas tunes there. So. Well, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is, is really the only one that I play. I just played over and over and over again. Oh, man. Dude, my all-time favorite is still The Twelve Pains of Christmas. I'm unfamiliar with that. What is the it? The Twelve Pains of Christmas? Oh, you, ha- you have to play. Just just YouTube, Twelve Pains of Christmas. Who, who does that? Um, oh, man. Our listeners are going to be like, oh, come on. You talked about this before. I don't even remember. Um Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. This is a great podcast right here, folks. Two two grown men failing to YouTube. <laughs> here we go. No, 12 pains of Christmas. Yep. Here we go. Bob Rivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a comedian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will check that out uh, immediately following the close of the episode. Nice, nice. And you got to tell me if it is uh, fast becoming one of your favorite Christmas songs. all right man dude this was this was good good time coming back in and uh podcasting with you again and looking forward to glad you're alive man absolutely (laughs) me too me too Uh, and i'm really glad that it didn't hit you 
when you were supposed to take off and go to uh, Disney World or while you were there. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we, it was, um, it was actually really uh, close. We, uh, both me and uh, my son got it. And uh, my wife and I were looking at each other. I was getting over it as we were about to go, but he was still kind of on the fence with a lot of things. Um, really not feeling good. And we just kind of looked at him and we're like, bud, this, you know, this isn't a punishment or anything, but if you're this sick, uh, come Sunday, the day before we were going to leave, we just, we've got to cancel the trip because we're not going to put you on a plane with a bunch of people and get them all sick like this. And then there's no way you're going to be able to go down there and do it. So, I mean, we were ready, we were getting ready to call it off, um, you know, talking about it, it was, it, it was coming down to the wire, but Sunday he was, he was feeling, uh, a lot better. And then Monday, the day we were leaving, he was like, no, I, f- I feel fine now. So, um, we ended up being able to go, which is, which is nice because that's a little bit of change there. Did, did you meet, uh, Anna or Elsa? Uh, my, uh, yes, my wife actually got pictures with them. Uh, I got pictures with, uh, Baymax and. Oh, I love Baymax. Yes. I love that movie. Yes. I love it. So I got a, I got a picture I with Baymax. I have some concerns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pound it. Dude, I went there, my wife and I in 2000 for our honeymoon. Oh, nice. And, and, uh, Speaking of uh, grown men who look 12, like, <laughs> nobody believed we were married. And, and I got the best picture. Uh, I had I had gone to the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular at MGM, which is now um, not Hollywood MGM, Studios. What they call it. Hollywood Studios. It's still cool. It's still yep. there. Yep. Um, I, and I got the Indy hat. Nice. So I'm wearing the fedora. I'm wearing – it was cold when we went. Uh, we left Michigan, a blizzard, and got there, and it was like 40 degrees. So I'm wearing kind of a, a heavier jacket, yep. and I'm – and I'm with Tigger of, <laughs> nice. of Pooh fame. And rather than hugging him or smiling, I've got a completely serious face. And I'm doing one of those like two-handed handshakes <laughs> where you like grasp the upper <laughs> arm as well. It's, it's one of my favorite pictures of myself. That is great. That is great. I should make that my profile picture on Facebook. <laughs> Meeting Tigger like he's like an uncle that that uh, you know gave me some extra money for college. That's right. Or something. That's right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Uh, I'll have to throw up some pictures from uh, from the trip onto uh, onto the page because we also got um, pictures. It's hysterical because my son, you know, is a typical teenager. He doesn't smile for anything, and so we've got pictures. Uh, you know the movie um, Inside Out. Ah. Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, I love that movie. So we've got Joy with my wife, Joy. I'm in the middle, and then my son's on the end with Sadness. And uh, Sadness is just holding his hand and, like, petting his arm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh. Yep. That's Good awesome. times. Good times. Uh, all right, man. Well, Good time with the uh, episode. Looking forward to airing this one. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Zach, we just rocked the Casbah. These go to 11.